it has become increasingly apparent that there are a number of jobs that people held in the past and that they have migrated away from it. Mm -hmm. So there's no shortage of jobs out there. There's a shortage of demand for those jobs. And this AI is filling a very, very important gap between the jobs that exist and the jobs that people want to take. Welcome to the Marketing Moguls Podcast, where we talk to the big shots, the heavy hitters, the cream of the crop in the world of marketing. This is a show where we sit down with the most brilliant minds in the industry, and we pick their brains to find out what makes them tick, what makes them successful, and sometimes what makes them want to pull their hair out. Each episode, we'll be talking to top executives, entrepreneurs, even influencers who have made their mark in the marketing world, and we'll be asking them tough questions like, what's the best way to increase conversions? Or how do you come up with a killer ad campaign? Or why do marketers always wear black? But let's be real, we're not just here to talk shop, we're also here to have some fun. So we'll be discussing some of the latest trends, we're gonna be sharing some hilarious marketing fails, and maybe even trying to convince our guests to let us in on their secret to creating the perfect meme. So whether you're a marketer, a business owner, or just someone who's fascinated by the world of marketing, this podcast is for you. Sit back, grab your favorite drink, and join us as we dive into the minds of the marketing moguls that are shaping the industry today. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Marketing Moguls Podcast. We've got a really great guest on today. We are joined by Ben Brown, who's the Vice President of Marketing at Converse Now. Ben, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Michael, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be on and I appreciate your hosting. Yeah, of course. Before we really dive in too much into what you're doing right now, I wanted to see if you could just take a second to give us a brief introduction to you. Maybe talk a little bit about your background and how you got to being the Vice President of Marketing and what you do today. Yeah, absolutely. I serve as Vice President of Marketing at Converse Now. Converse Now is an artificial intelligence company that focuses on voice AI for large restaurant chains. Effectively, if you were to call in to one of your favorite pizza restaurants or go through the drive-thru at some of your favorite spots, you might not speak to a team member who works at the store. You might speak to a virtual assistant. It's a very far cry from those really frustrating automated systems that we are all perhaps used to. Voice AI has evolved quite a bit, and it's just like speaking to a person. We pride ourselves in providing that world-class experience. We'll get into depth on that later, but needless to say, we are doing some pretty massive things as far as pushing the restaurant industry and pushing voice AI forward. So I oversee marketing and a couple of other really fun things that converse now. We're moving very quickly. It's a really exciting time to be in voice AI, to be in restaurants. Prior to joining Converse Now, I founded my own restaurant technology platform dedicated to self-guided food tours. I've served as a head of marketing at several startups prior, and I got my post-MBA career started in corporate hospitality, where I worked with MGM Resorts and Carnival Corporation, among others. Food, restaurants, and guest experience has really been at the core of my career for as long as I can remember that had the pleasure of working with a bunch of great groups and very eager to continue pushing those experiences in the hospitality and technology worlds forward. Absolutely. Wow. It sounds like you have an amazing experience that has culminated in this, what seems to be a really cool and interesting job that you have today. So you gave us a really great introduction to Converse Now. And I wanted to ask, could you talk a little bit more about the specific product that you all have and maybe even give us a little bit of insight into who your target market is? who you all really try to work with on a day-to-day -day basis? Of course. So Converse Now 
focuses on voice AI for restaurants. And we work with some of the nations and world's leading restaurant chains to automate their phone and drive-through orders. So what this does is it allows guests, whether you're at the drive-through or calling on the phone, to interact with a virtual assistant instead of someone who works at the store. This creates a win-win-win situation. So for guests, for the people ordering food, your calls are getting answered. So you're not waiting on hold. You're not dealing with someone who's super busy on the other end and trying to rush you through the conversation. You can definitely anticipate more accurate orders, just being able to have your voice heard in a way it hasn't been heard before. You could potentially see your drive-through line be a lot shorter. So a lot less time spent waiting. Overall, a more enjoyable and as interesting as it may sound, a more personalized and personable experience working with a virtual assistant that has all the time in the world to dedicate to you because it takes limitless calls at once. On the staff side, picture yourself as a restaurant team member trying to crank out burgers or sandwiches or pizzas or whatever you're making as quickly as possible during the dinner rush. And you have the phone ringing every 30 seconds, or you have a constant drive-through line and you're always having to attend to orders. Well, that's time that you can't spend actually making the food. All of a sudden, you don't have to worry about that incredibly repetitive and time-consuming process, especially when you have to stop your momentum, you have to wash your hands, then put gloves back on. It's just a mess that we're fixing as far as restaurant operations go. And then from the ownership perspective for owners and operators, right, we have a pretty substantial impact on the bottom line. So we're driving average ticket, for example. That's the price per order where we're upselling drinks and sides and premium toppings and things like that in a very natural and tasteful way. Obviously, we don't force that on any guest, but it enhances their experience and it drives financial performance. Likewise, when you can only crank out so many orders at a given time during the lunch and dinner rush, that limits your volume. Well, now your staff spend less time on the phone or taking orders, more time making orders. So we've seen volume go up by about 2x during peak hours at some of our stores. So suffice to say, making some pretty big moves for restaurants. Yes, the pandemic and the labor shortage gave us a nice tailwind to begin with, but a lot of restaurant owners are seeing voice AI as a long-term solution to a very long-term problem that they've had. And it's allowing restaurants to become a lot more operationally efficient and financially sustainable than they have been really any time before. So overall, lots of fun stuff. That is amazing. Yeah, I'm thinking about like... I have worked in restaurants in the past and this would have been amazing for me. I can't even explain how nice that would have been because I think all of us have at least seen, whether it's in real life, worked there ourselves, seen it in movies or TV or whatever, that person that always has to run back and forth, like you were saying, and they're frantically trying to take their gloves off, clean their hands, answer the phone. They put it down. They walk over to their station. The second they get set, boom, phone rings again. And they're like, oh no. So it makes perfect sense. And it sounds like... This technology and what you all have created could be utilized by almost anyone. Is that correct? At least in terms of the restaurant industry. Does that sound correct? Or is there a specific type of restaurants and individuals that you all like to work with? The short answer to the question is yes, this technology can be used by virtually anyone. And it's not limited to restaurants. It's really any entity that has a customer service segment. Medicine 
financial sector, insurance, the list is virtually endless. What I will say is that while we are in this stage of maturity for voice AI, we really do focus on scale. So we work with large restaurant chains. At this current time, our smallest customer has 60 plus locations. Oh, wow. And our largest customer has thousands of locations. If you think about it, it takes about the same amount of lift to activate our AI in one store as it does to activate our AI in a thousand stores. We owe it to ourselves and our customers to focus on those that have scale. If you look at the evolution of AI, it could potentially mirror the evolution of, let's say, websites or Mm -hmm. apps, right? Where at first, very, very hard to build a website or an app. Now, it's a lot easier and really anyone can do it. We're at that stage of AI where there are very few players that have this capability. It's incredibly advanced technology. We're doing a pretty good job of it, I'd like to say. We like to focus our efforts where we can have the biggest impact. Yeah, for sure. And it's encouraging to hear that it's working well for you all and that things are on the up and up there. I wanted to ask, and we touched on it very briefly before we started recording, how has this new rush or craze, if you will, for artificial intelligence, how has that impacted your business? Specifically talking about things like ChatGPT and stuff like that, that everybody hears about now and everyone wants to scramble to use. Has that changed things at all for you all? Has it been helpful or hurtful? What's your experience been with all of that? Overall, generative AI like ChatGPT, which is all the rage across the media waves right now, it's certainly been beneficial for us. Truthfully, we're exploring a number of methods to incorporate generative AI into our platform so that we have a programmatic way of our AI, of our virtual assistants carrying out a pretty natural conversation. And generative AI allows for exponential expansion of those conversation possibilities to make those conversations more natural and more all-encompassing, which is very exciting. I will note that we're B2B organization. Our customers are restaurants and their customers, the guests, are groups that consume our product, but we don't necessarily reach out to directly. A lot of talk about chat GPT is very popular among a lot of consumer-facing brands. We're not necessarily one of those brands, but we are adopting that technology to benefit those consumers ultimately. Our category of voice AI has absolutely exploded with the release of chat GPT. And there's, of course, been a lot more interest on top of the already almost overwhelming interest in our category. Because look, the results speak for themselves. We help guests, we help staff, we help owners alike. It's a pretty incredible product. Truthfully, my job in marketing is quite easy because of how popular the category is. But that said, yes, chat GPT and generative AI is transforming so many different verticals and restaurants are one of them. And we're glad to be in a position to integrate that technology into our product to take it to an even higher level. Yeah. And it makes perfect sense the way you phrase it there with being less consumer facing and more B2B. And I think it's awesome the way that you're like, it's helpful to us in the sense that it almost sells itself, right? Because it's got so much interest behind it, where we speak to people on the show sometimes where they have the polar opposite type of situation, and they're struggling hard to market whatever their product may be, because it just might not be as popular as it once was. 
Hey there, we want to take a quick second to thank our sponsors of this episode, Tier 11. Do you ever sit at your computer wondering why you're spending so much money on advertisement for your business that drives little to no revenue? Does the idea of another month with low engagement make you want to pull your hair out? Well, you're in luck because the team of professionals over at Tier 11 can handle these issues in no time flat and make you forget all about your nightmare ad experience. Tier 11 is an advertising agency that manages over $100 million in annual ad spend and has more than 15 years of advertising experience. So it's pretty safe to say they know their stuff. Stop wasting your time and your budget on advertising that doesn't work and trust the professionals instead. Head over to www.tier11.com today and chat with the team member to learn more about how they can help you get more customers and increase their lifetime value. That's T-I-E-R-E-L-E-V-E-N.com. Now back to the podcast. And thinking in that same vein, while you were speaking there, one of the things I was thinking about is I'm sure that sometimes this artificial intelligence news that we hear more frequently now can be helpful in many situations. But I imagine it's also sometimes challenging for you all. Are there any specific examples that you can think of that it's hard to discuss or maybe topic that the audience doesn't really seem to maybe understand as well as you wish they might? There's certainly challenges, of course, when you are on this cutting edge of new technology that's truly transforming so many different industries. I wouldn't say that anything is necessarily difficult, but there are certainly a lot of myths and obstacles to overcome, simply because there's a learning curve, right? Voice AI is imminently becoming the mainstream way to order food in the restaurant world. There's just a natural learning curve and a natural adoption curve that comes with that. So one very prominent topic, of course, is the topic about job security. Mm. There's always talk about AI taking away jobs, right? The first question I will always ask is, when was the last time that you went to a restaurant and didn't see a help wanted sign outside? For now years, the restaurant industry and customer service industry in general is facing a nationwide and global labor shortage. It has become increasingly apparent that there are a number of jobs that people held in the past and that they have migrated away from it. Mm -hmm. So there's no shortage of jobs out there. There's a shortage of demand for those jobs. And this AI is filling a very, very important gap between the jobs that exist and the jobs that people want to take. We're really saving a number of jobs because especially during the pandemic, there were a lot of restaurants that would have had to close down mm -hmm. had they not been using our AI. If you're looking at the Domino's Pizza, which is one of our customers, if you're looking at a store that requires, say, seven people to operate it effectively and you only have four, that's a huge gap to make up. And okay, there's not enough of you, so now no one can work because we can't open the store today. Well, we fill that gap. We keep those four people working. You extrapolate that across, what, 1,200 stores that we're servicing. It has a pretty nice positive impact. And you just look at the evolution of the workforce in general. I remember hosting a panel at a conference back in June of 2022 with Microsoft and White Castle and some other groups. But an example that was brought up is how many blacksmiths are in demand right now? How many horse-drawn carriage drivers do we have? There's just a natural evolution in the skills needed and the jobs that are in demand. And we're just seeing that evolution taking place before our eyes. You have roles that people used to fulfill manually. Now people just simply don't want to do that. 
And we've created technology that fills that gap. Absolutely. I mean, it makes perfect sense. And it sounds to me, at least from the conversation that we've had, that it's almost like a no-brainer because the way that you put it makes perfect sense. And I've even had friends personally who have been in the situation you've described where they couldn't go into work because there just wasn't enough people in their location in order to keep the store open. It definitely rings true to me. It sounds like something that could be super beneficial to a large range of different businesses. How do you let them know that it's here? How do you get word out there to these businesses? businesses? How do you market this product so that they understand like, hey, this is an option, we can help. How do you all go about doing that? So I'll unpack that question in a couple of parts. First, our goal is to provide the guest experience with the quality and personalization that any of our customers would provide themselves with their physical team members. So we want to make sure that we are delivering that quality of service and that we are really mastering the verticals that we serve. So restaurants are our top priority right now. We know that our technology has potential to work in other verticals, but we're making sure that we're owning something and really just creating these wow experiences before trying our hand at other verticals. With that in mind, as we expand our presence within the restaurant industry, my team has a number of really fun strategies that we employ. First and foremost, it's education. So we pen a lot of byline articles that have been featured in some really nice sources like Restaurant Technology News, QSR, etc., talking about the significance of voice AI. And we're letting the results speak for themselves. We're going to toot our own horn, but we're going to toot our own horn with data-driven talking points, right? Where we're showing them, here's your sales growth, here's your sales per labor hour and how it's gotten better. Here's how we boost average ticket, et cetera. It's about finding where your audience lives. That's the core tenant of any marketing strategy. And of course, knowing your customer. So we have two different types of customers. One are brand level executives. So think the CTO of Restaurant Brands International would just Mm -hmm. be a very rudimentary example. Another is at the franchise level. So we'll use Domino's as our continuing example. Yes, we have regular discussions with the corporate team, but because franchisees are the ones who own a lot of those stores, Mm -hmm. we have to in turn sell our product to each of those franchisees. So we build inroads with that Domino's community. So we have a nice relationship with the Domino's Franchise Association. For example, we attend a lot of industry events that attract these franchisees. We create educational content in places where those franchisees live and talk to each other. So we have case studies that talk about the incredible results that we've generated for some of our early adopters and how, yes, you too can enjoy 30% sales growth by working with Converse Now. Look, in marketing, there's no magic pill. You have to know your customer. You have to know where they live. And you have to know what they are looking for in terms of messaging. You create thoughtful, engaging, and educational content that makes them aware of your product and its benefits and how to pursue next steps. And then you nurture that customer and respect their need to take time when they need to take time. And the results just come naturally. It's not formulaic and it definitely differs day to day. But you apply those best practices of being personable and genuine, and you have to treat it like speaking to someone in person. What would they want? How do they want the conversation to be conducted? Meet them on their terms. And that's the approach that we take. And I would imagine that it also helps to have a really stellar product that a lot of people (laughs) could really use and are really interested in. I bet that goes a long way as well. 
You um, can say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bet that helps. We're running a little short on time, but before I let you go, I did want to ask, especially for someone who's in your position, right, in a vice president of marketing position on this cutting edge sort of technology, is there any insights or advice that you can give for people that might be listening that want to do something similar to what you're doing today, that want to break into this tech field and work in these sort of marketing roles? Is there any tips or tricks or advice that you might be able to offer for someone looking for something like that? When I took this job about two years ago, I would have certainly wanted to hear the same advice from one of my predecessors. And what I'll say is that, yes, AI as a category has been around for a long time. Voice AI for restaurants specifically is in its infancy. And that it doesn't matter what vertical you work in. Yes, we're marketing AI to restaurants. Other people can be marketing soap to middle-aged women. Other people can be marketing underwear to alpha males, right? Whether you're B2B, B2C, the same principles apply. Know your customer, know where they live, and understand how you're going to best reach them and resonate with them. Definitely bounce your ideas off of plenty of people. And when it comes to how do you break into the system, right? Just think about how the work that you've done previously would translate into the work that an AI company would provide. Education is far and away the most important component in a new category like this. How have you educated customers on the benefits of whatever product you've been trying to sell? Chances are that will have a direct translation into how to educate customers about AI. Sure, the product that you're selling might be different, but the best practices across marketing are almost fully transferable across business models and across verticals. I began my post-MBA career marketing restaurants and cruises to people. All right, now we're marketing cutting-edge virtual assistants. I'm applying a lot of the same methodologies. And if I may stay on the soapbox for a second, internally, acronyms, help with conversation, especially in the B2B technology world. The more acronyms or the more jargon that someone uses in their marketing material, the less it resonates with me, at least from a personal standpoint. Whenever possible, especially when marketing technology to people who may or may not be as tech savvy, drop the jargon, keep things simple and keep it conversational and put it in terms and diction that people will easily understand because the simpler you make it, the more relatable that you and your brand are going to be. And that could go a very long way. Absolutely. Actually, it's funny that you bring that up because we've heard people report that exact same sort of thing before that they change their messaging to be more simple and better represent their brand in just a way that more people could easily digest and understand. And it worked wonders for what they were doing because it meant that everyone in their audience could better understand what they were trying to do. I really appreciate the insights that you're willing to give. And thank you again, Ben, for being on the show today. It was great to talk to you. My pleasure. Thank you. Awesome. All right, everyone. Well, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Marketing Moguls podcast, and we will check you in the next one.